0: I had a great idea today. I thought it might be fun to start a new series of episodes where I read and review books in real time. Like, I'll read one chapter in the podcast and share my reaction right away. I'll still keep up with regularly formatted episodes, but I thought it would be cool to try something new. Maybe this can be a virtual read-along. Like, if it sounds good to you, you can get a copy from the book and read along with me. The first book I'm going to try with this is *A Kango by Nnedi Orkorafor. She's a Nigerian-American author, of African-based science fiction, fantasy, and other magical realism for children and adults, Ikenga is her first middle-grade novel, and it's about a 12-year-old boy who can access magical superpowers with the help of of the Ikenga. From what I can tell, the Ikenga is some sort of magical object. The boy's name is Namdi, and his father is a chief of police who was murdered, and Namdi wants to avenge his dad's death. Okay, let's dive in. Oh, by the way, this is completely new to me. It, you might have already read this book, but I have never read it, I promise. Chapter 1. A Sad Farewell with Pepper Namdi didn't want to look at his father's body in the casket, so he looked at the side of his mother's face instead. He sat beside her, his relatives all around him. He wanted to hold his mother's hand, but didn't dare. Her black, sharp wrap was perched on her head. All sharp, starched angles. Auntie Yaguchi, his mother's sister had helped her put it on. If it weren't for Auntie Ogochi, her mother would have stayed in bed, sobbing. Nomdi's eyes fell on his mother's golden earrings. She only wore these on special occasions. Nomdi figured the burial of his father was special enough. He stared at his mother now and she didn't notice. Her face was a terrible mess. Her brown eyes were red and puffy. Her black mascara was running down her cheeks. And her nose was, was wet with tears and snot. The handkerchief someone had given her was soaked through with tears. My husband, Ewa, 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 she kept whispering as she gazed to the body of Namdi's father. He was yards away, lying in an open ebony casket under the black tent next to the high-reaching palm tree that grew beh- beside the house. He was just in his impeccable police chief uniform, the same uniform he'd been wearing on the night he died. Except this one didn't have three holes in the chest and the back. The murder of Namdi's father exactly two weeks ago was still unsolved. The sun was especially harsh today, and even under the tent it was sweltering hot. The humid blue as a wave of grief pressed down on Nnamdi's shoulders. He ran his hand over his freshly trimmed, rough hair and turned from his mother to look somewhere else. For a while, he watched the woman with the drums perform the burial dance before him. They were matching blue dresses and cowrie shells that clicked on their ankles. As they danced, they kicked up dust. The band had a guitar and a bass player, a flutist and three more drummers, and they played a variety of songs from high left to traditional. Normally, Namdi would have enjoyed the music. Suddenly, all the dancers missed their rhythm. The drummers lost their beat. The guitarists' hands slipped. All the flutists missed their notes. All Namdi's rev- relatives, family, friends, acquaintances, the 200 people sitting on benches, standing, crying in the, l- in the large spacious compound, all looked towards the entry- entrance way out on the left side. Auntie Ugochi leaned towards her mother's ear and Namdi heard her mutter. This man has no shame. His mother snatched Namdi's hand and squeezed hard. Keep playing, keep dancing, she barked at the the musicians and dancers. A drummer beat out a floundering rhythm and the dancers moved distractedly. Namdi didn't want to look. He knew what he'd see. Never shy away from conflict. His father had told him, look it in the eye and deal with it. And his mother had stood behind his father and added, Courage, my son. Your father means you should have courage, but be smart about it. So Namdi turned to look. He saw a procession of ten fashionably dressed, golden diamond-wearing, attention-absorbing women and men filing into the compound. Namdi tried to stand up straight with his chin up, as his father would have. Instead, fear made him slump into his seat and barely lift his head. Namdi remembered his father angrily talking about these individuals. Everyone knows who they are, but people are too afraid to confront them. If anything, people treat them like Nollywood movie stars. These were the most prominent criminals in Calyria. The regal old woman wearing bonnet textile clothing had to be Mama Goslow. His father was right. Indeed, she did walk like a buffalo. And her expensive outfit was thrown out of balance by her signature wide, blocky black shoes. The man in the, su- in the suit, too big for his skinny frame, must be never die. The thief who had been shot by the police never timed but remained alive. Namdi was also sure he spotted Bad Market in Three Days Journey, too. All of them were strutting like celebrities on the red carpet, where they were actually unwanted guests at the chief of police's burial service. Leading this procession was an expensively dressed man who was even shorter than Namdi. Namdi's stomach dropped and his hands grew cold. The man looked more like a movie star than any others. He was handsome and carried himself like he expected the world to bow at his feet. This was, the very man most, including Namdi, believed was responsible for his father's murder. The Chief of Chiefs. If he hadn't been the one to pull the trigger, he'd certainly paid and ordered someone to do it. The problem was that there was no proof, no gun registration, no witness, no confessions, nothing. It was as if a ghost had shot his father and then fled back to the spirit world to laugh about it. But truth outshone, evidence, and Namdi knew. Everyone knew and although he'd never seen the chief with his own eyes, he was sure that was him right now. Waltzing into his father's funeral with the confidence of a ghost, Namdi pressed harder against his mother, and she squeezed his hand harder. The chief of chiefs was the smallest grown man Namdi had ever seen, but he knew this guy was the biggest crime lord in all of Kalyria, maybe even all of southeastern Nigeria. Kalyria was a small suburb of Oweri, so this didn't make the chief of chiefs anywhere as infamous as the greatest crime lords in the mega city of Lagos. However, the chief of chiefs certainly dined with, with and had the ear of those big Lagos men. There were many crazy rumors about the guy. Some said he owned huge homes on every continent, all bought with his dirty money. That he was so filthy rich that he bathed with soap made from crushed pink diamonds. That he was so successful in his criminal activity because he was descended of a demon, Amamiwata, the water goddess. And at, that at night he slept with earplugs in his ears because the sound of the stars twinkling kept him up. Namdi didn't believe any of this, but then that didn't make the man any less creepy. My first impression is, this book is just, it sounds really interesting. And, and from what I've read so far, it looks really good. Also, the last part was a huge cliffhanger. It really makes me want to know what happens next. Um, I will definitely read more, and I will update you guys in the next episode. Okay, friends, that's it for today. As always, the books I choose are available in Hard or Soft Hobbies from Amazon, your local library, or your favorite independent bookstore. This has been Allegra with Dragonfire Books. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to rate and review my podcast in Apple Podcasts. And my email address is bookswithallegra at gmail.com. Peace and happy reading.